When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hello guys, welcome into the Sarcastic Remarks studios. This is the after game review for game number five. The Stars lose by a final score of three to one in tonight's game. Calgary takes the series lead three to two. And unfortunately, to give you the statistics, 79% of the time, the team that wins game five ends up winning this series. But please let us know down in the comment section down below if you think the Stars can rebound in game six and also win game seven. We would love to hear your comments there. But before we get into uh, tonight's game and we introduce uh, everybody in here, please go and use the promo code THP. And the next time you go and use the DraftKings app, we'd appreciate that. And they're a big sponsor of our show, our, this episode, and also our entire network, the Hockey Podcast Network. So we thank them for doing so. And uh, we got a bunch of people here in here tonight. So obviously over in the top right is uh, James, as, as always. And there down in the bottom right is Christian, as always. But down in the left, we have a new guest on here. I'm, unfortunately, I wish it was under better circumstances. But uh, this is Patrick. He is a writer for Blackout Dallas, just like I am, and uh, he's been writing uh, for sports for about 15 years. He's a season ticket holder, and uh, he's been to every single uh, Stars game this season. So uh, I wish we'd have you on a better uh, better time there, Patrick. I was really hoping that tonight was going to be a Stars win, but uh, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me. You guys do a great job, so thanks for fitting me into your show. Yeah, of course, man. So. Um, unfortunately, the, for the Stars tonight, like we already mentioned, the, the final score in tonight's game was 3-1. to one, And uh, we want to talk about a couple of things, but is there anything specific that y'all want to get into that you want to point out that was either a good thing, bad thing, just initial observations about this game? Uh, the, the thing that I really caught the attention of is in, in, the, in the Valley Sports pro- broadcast, they had an interview on Sagan. Uh, the last question that was asked was, uh, what's the key to closing out this third period? And the thing he said was, don't allow the goal. And that was definitely the mantra for the Stars when they came out in the third period. They were they were playing not to lose. They were playing to, not to allow the third goal. And the Flames are the, one of the most highest potency offenses in the league. They come from behind all the time in third periods. They're one of the best teams in the league at doing it. And they proved why tonight, did it on home ice, did it when they needed to. James, anything that you notice uh, particularly throughout the game that uh, that you wanted to point out? Yeah, I mean, I thought for the first two periods, we played exactly how we wanted to. We played good good puck possession a lot of the time. We weren't, we weren't just giving it away to them. We were blocking shots really well. And in the third period, that kind of just stopped, so for the most part. So you said that it just sort of kind of stopped. That's what, what it looked like, at least. Yeah. No, I, and I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Obviously, it did. Otherwise, we'd be talking about a Stars win here tonight. But what do you all think happened? Because I'm trying to point my finger onto one thing, and I can't figure it out, to be honest with you. Well, the biggest thing that happened was the Flames came out hot. <laughs> no pun intended. But they were like literally from the first shift, which was a scoring chance, they were outstanding the entirety of the third period and they kept the pressure on hundred percent. 
the Stars never established themselves in the offensive zone in the first 10 minutes, and they didn't really try in the first five at least. <laughs> and once the Flames took that lead, there, there was it was an uphill battle from there. There's nothing you could you could have really done when the momentum is that far on the Flames side. And this is something that I've talked about for a while now. It, it really hurts to lose this game as a Stars fan. I mean, the fan part of me is just completely devastated right now because obviously the statistic that I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, show. But the, the other thing that kind of hacks me off is the fact that th- they just can't seem to score. And th- we, we've talked about it all season. And they're, they're apparently great defensively, but you know, that you allow one mistake to happen. And if you only have a one goal lead, then that's all the other team needs is just one mistake. Yeah. And and that's the only way we're trying to win right now is we're trying to win purely on defense and trying to hold on to one goal leads. Uh, for me, that kind of opens up the can of worms is what do y'all think about the lineup decision from the get go, breaking up the first line that has 50% of our offense on the season and just breaking up, trying to see what happens in game five. Obviously, obviously it works for Robo. I don't. I didn't like Raffle on the first line. I mean, he yeah. still played hard. He was aggressive on the forecheck. I just don't think there's enough offensive upside from him. Kind of like seen a mess up there on the top line there with a little bit more skill. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that's one of the things that I was going to mention. Is I mean, we we pulled we pulled Robertson onto that second line with Ben Sagan, and that worked for him. But we pulled Raffle off of that checking line. And mm-hmm. that seemed that seemed to really hurt Fox and Glendening tonight. I mean, mm-hmm. especially in the third period, they did not play great. Yeah, and I mean the, the two goals that the Flames score are against our our checking forwards too. So that's definitely true. See, it's a larger conversation to a certain extent, right? Because like, you know, obviously they the Stars have struggled to score. They're like mid pack, you know, on the season, and you know. Everyone can relate to this, I think, because we all watch football. But, like, I look at this, at least in this game, like, I look at them as they were running the ball for, like, in a football game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you have the lead and you're running the ball and you're forcing the other team to, like, make tackles and, and, the, and the clock is running, like, that can be a really good strategy. But, like, what happens when the other team hits a 70-yard bomb on you? Like, are you just going to be able to flip the script and – start passing your way down the field most likely not it, it's it's frustrating because like then you get into the whole boy i'm so anxious to hear y'all's perspective on bonus system but you know like the defense you know they're that strategy has worked for the stars for a long time and i just think though that like when you look at this game and this series as a whole it seems pretty clear though that the the flames have the edge and scoring depth um i think we just have a slight edge and um and defense just because Klinger's so uh, i'm sorry miro's so good but you know i mean look who scored their goal uh, the game winner mangiapani right i mean the guy had 35 goals on the year and i mean he's a stars killer i don't know if y'all remember him but i mean he mm-hmm. crushes the stars i mean it's like it felt like every time we played him the last couple years i mean that he was on us so it's frustrating because you know it just seems like Dallas needs that second line. And then you get mentioned opening a can of worms. You start thinking about, boy, if we could get anything from a second line, then where would this team be? And I I knew going into the third that they were going to need more than one goal to win the game. And nice. it's frustrating because it, I think maybe to the outside perspective, it looks like maybe Dallas was sitting back, but, I kind of look at this as Calgary just took it from Dallas. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that made me upset about Sagan's comment, though. I mean, Sagan's comment makes me think that the plan was to sit back. I mean, he's saying their number one priority is to not allow the goal. I mean, that sounds like he's trying to win one nothing. Well, yeah, they've done that a ton. I just think you have to consider the the opponent here, right? Like the Flames. Yeah. I mean, they figured it out offensively the last two games. They have. And that's with like Andrew standing on his head. So mm-hmm. you're right. Like, you know, I've had this discussion throughout the, you know, the season with people about like, yeah, I genuinely don't think 
bonus goes into the locker room and he's saying to the team, like, okay, play defensive here, like stay on the right side of the puck and like, don't play for offense. But it's really hard to disagree with that notion when you just see what we just saw, because it's clear that their, their forecheck wasn't as strong. Heck their neutral zone wasn't as strong. And then the thing they needed to be the best, which was their defensive zone coverage. And they got beat twice. So Mm -hmm. With a lot of shots, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see the edge and shots? It was like 15 to 6 oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. Fifth, I think 16 to 7. And 16 to it, 5 was the final. Okay. And, and, and that's that's even more frustrating based off of the shots in the first two periods, too. I mean, we did mm-hmm. a perfect job in the first two periods. We matched them or got close to matching them in both those periods. And in the third, it's just complete blowout in shots. And we were trailing for a large part in the third, too. And yeah. we did, we still never got shots in that period. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. That, I think that was the most frustrating part from a fan perspective that, you know, they – first off, we have to have a whole conversation about the power play. But after that fizzles out and there's approximately like four minutes left to go, I mean, man, Dallas couldn't even get set up to get a chance. Yeah. They couldn't even get in the zone. And then if they did get in the zone, it was via – dump and chase, which they were forced to do because Calgary is playing so off, uh, you know, aggressive. And then, you know, it's just like season on the line to, to see how that panned out the last few minutes was frustrating. Cause I think we all know, like over the course of the season, we all know that Dallas has an in them to, to take those types of games. Like Dallas yeah, has really. shown throughout the season that they can claim those types of wins. And if they're close games, I mean, we all know their record for, you know, during one goal games, it's like they're bread mm-hmm. and butter. It's just to see it happen on the other side of it is pretty difficult to watch. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the power play. I think that frustrated me most on the power play tonight is that the injuries, it seemed like they were just banging our head against the wall. I mean, I know we're having trouble getting into the zone any other way, but if we're just going to dump it in six times and let two minutes pass, that's what the last two power plays were. There were six dump ins, mm-hmm. all of them got cleared. The, the only time we had zone presence was when we want to face off. And I mean, something's or a broken play or a broken play. And I mean, something's got to, something's got to change on that. Like there's got to be some coaching to figure something out. It, there's no way the flames, the flames penalty kill is awesome. It's amazing. Of course, there's no way it's that perfect where the only option is just to dump it in over and over again, even though it's clearly not working. And the, the thing that's frustrating me about the power play is that they're not adapting to what's been working. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, Razor said it perfectly, and I was I was already thinking about it before he even mentioned this, but in the broadcast, Razor was saying, you know, at this point, I don't even know why they're trying. He didn't say it this way, but I'm, you know, he basically said it this way. What What's, what's the point in trying to get set up? Because obviously it's not working. Just go off the rush, get your one chance, and then let them clear it out because obviously – you know, trying to set up is not going to work. That's better than passing it to Markstrom six times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Markstrom's and, uh, been good playing the puck, though. I will give him credit there. He definitely there. has been. He has. You can't just keep giving it to him, though. I mean, right. No, I mean, range. yeah. I think that's the overall take here, though, right, fellas? Yeah. Like, learn, learn from, you know, how the series has gone and learn your lesson. So, it did. it does seem like Dallas has beaten their head up against the wall. So, but... You know, I have a question for you guys. Like, how do you think you can make the change on that power play? Because, you know, I, I never liked playing coach. Like, Bonus has forty years of experience. Like, those other two guys on the on the coaching staff have tons of experience. So, I don't think any of us or any fan is just going to walk in there like, "Hey, this is how you fix it." Because if that was the case, then they would have done that a long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, just from like a real outsider perspective, and you know, we're getting into like hail mary mode. For the stars like we're down three two going i mean we <laughs> what's killer though is both teams were two, what 217 on the power play headed into this game like I, I know everyone knew the stars power play was bad but i don't think people realized that the flames power play wasn't exactly lighting it up either so mm-hmm. you obviously have to give the stars pk credit but as far as like the changes i would make personally like man i, I think at this point you have to take suitor off that that unit and this would never happen, but I'd love to see, like, I'd love to see Harley come in for Suter. Um, you know, I know he's a rookie, 
it would be the biggest game of the season. But, I mean, you talked about those dump-ins. Dude, half of them had to have come from Suter. Yep. Because he's coming up there and he's too slow to to make these to make a deke or skate around someone. So it just seems like anytime the puck comes to him and he's coming up the ice, like there's no way they're getting in the zone and setting up. Like no way. Yeah. And and since we're on defensemen, let's just go ahead and add Klingberg to it. A lot of stars fans calling for both their heads tonight, and I think for good reason. Especially on that power play. I, I feel like I saw Klingberg turn over the puck five times in a row, like every time it touched his stick. Suter, pretty much the same way, and he's always dumping it in. I've never seen him carry it across the blue line once. Mm-hmm. It Both those guys had terrible third periods in the time that we really needed them most. Um, and, and while we're on that, too, I mean, Miro's non-existent. I mean, I know we love to talk about Miro and how great he is. He's still amazing defensively and doesn't turn the puck over nearly as much as the, the other two guys. But for the contract he's getting paid, he, he needs to create some offense. And he, he's hit a couple of posts in previous games, but there was not much in that third period. Not much from anybody, obviously. But I, I just feel like for the amount that he gets paid and the leadership role that we give him on this team, I haven't seen much impact from him either. How much do you guys think that is because of Suter, though? It could be. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, they've played together the like more than half of the year, right? Yep. It's frustrating because his man, his contract is basically untradeable. Like they, mm-hmm. they'd have to buy out three years, which is pretty near impossible. Yeah. At yeah. like what four and a half million or something per year. So it's frustrating. Like I think they have to try something. Um, I'm curious about you guys' view of of Joel Hanley because I think for the most part he's been pretty good in in the series, like uh, defensively. But you know, mm-hmm. getting to the Stars' main problem, like their problem is scoring. And it seems like when Hanley plays with Klingberg that he's taken the more like stay at home defenseman role. And I mm-hmm. think at some point you've got to get, um, I think you've got to get Harley in there and just give him an opportunity to like make some plays. Cause yeah. I mean, you guys saw his, his goal, the last uh, regular season game, like the guy's got a bomb, he can shoot and we know he can skate. He, he's physical. He's big enough that I think he could physically uh, handle the physical toll. So I don't know. It's tough. Cause like, I think people want to always like look at the bottom two defensemen and I don't know. I, I can't really hang it on Harley. I, I feel like where I look at this is really on Suter. So. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's something we haven't really talked about a lot either is that Suter just, he hasn't been anywhere near what we need him to be and what we pay him to be since we're paying him into his forties. So that that's definitely true, and just overall, the defensemen in this series have not been not been existent. That's something Ryan talked about that we're going to need help from them. Ben and Sagan, not much. I mean, Sagan got that goal last game, kind of too little, too late. But yeah, the the, the veteran guys that we have in our team, other than Joe Pavelski, obviously, have have not been present. So, and let me jump in for a second because I I I, I think Suter has been well. I think he's done well and you can, you can disagree with me, but the guy led this, the Dallas stars demon in scoring. He shouldn't have, but he did, which is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And just the fact that you have to rely on him to do that is not good at the age of 36. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. He's been, he has been solid defensively, but you have to hamper on him for this game. I mean, I mean, if we're being totally fair and I'm being unbiased here, because he's been good for most of the season. He's had his has his games where he's been really bad. Uh, tonight was a really bad game by him and by Klingberg. And I, I think several plays that, that each of them made kind of uh, forced the Stars to make some plays that they didn't want to. And it allowed the Flames to get some momentum off of this. And mm-hmm. let, let, let me jump – and let me also jump back to your, uh, your comment about – the run, you know, the run offense, you know, the Cowboys were famous for this when uh, I think even when Felix Jones was still a running back for the Cowboys, but Mm -hmm. the thing that's different about the Cowboys doing that and the stars, if we're making a comparison is that the Cowboys would own the football. They would own the football. And the difference between the first two periods and the third period, in my opinion, and the complete differences in the game 
is that the Stars did not control the puck at all in the third period. And mm. when they did, it was an immediate turnover back to the Calgary Flames, and then they were just harder on the puck. And yeah. the other, and, and one other thing before I before I let you speak, James. Sorry, is is the fact that they they, they panicked. Let, let, let's be honest, they panicked. Yeah, that that and, goal happened, and all of their all of their energy was gone. All of their good forecheck was gone. All of their good plays out of their own zone were gone. Everything was gone, like in a in a snap, and. That right there tells me that this is not a team that's ready to be a Stanley Cup champion. Well, and I hate to say that, but it's true. A lot of the turnovers that I felt we had in the third period there are because the Flames, they were pressing harder. They were very, very aggressive on us. I felt the problem was there is that we didn't do anything to try to counteract that. We played the exact same as we did the last two periods, which is which would have been fine had the Flames not been in like desperation mode trying to get a goal. But they're in desperation mode. They're pushing you really hard. They're on you the second you get the puck. You you got to figure out something to do with it before you get the puck. And it just didn't seem like that was happening. So I guess we'll go ahead and get into it because we've kind of talked circles. And I think it's pretty obvious who we would put as our biggest winners and biggest losers. But uh James, you want to go first with your biggest winner, biggest loser? Uh, biggest winner, I'll say uh, Robertson. That was a sick freaking goal, by the way. <laughs> he just, I mean, Ben creates the space for him, but after that, it's all him, man. He, he just skates in there, gets to the front of the net, beats him on the far side. And uh, Mon- Giapani, game winner, primary on the tying goal. He got us. And then Patrick, did you have a biggest winner and biggest loser? Man, it's tough. Um, I definitely share your sentiments about Robertson, and I think if the Stars have any chance of coming back in the series, they have to have forty goal player Robertson. You know, mm-hmm. and he showed flashes, and um, I do like that move from Bonus. I just feel like it is pretty. Like, yeah, of course we want to keep that top trio together, but. I mean, this is the playoffs. You have to try stuff. Like, you've got to try different strategies. And I thought it paid off to a certain extent. And if you consider the roles that Sagan and Ben are playing, like, they've got to take a backseat to a certain extent. Like, um, you know, I always think about that when you have three really good players all in one line. Like, at what point is someone not getting their shot share? It'd be like uh, if you guys remember, like, Clay, Steph, and Kevin Durant. Like, well, it's somebody somebody's mm-hmm. not going to be taking as many mm-hmm. shots, right? So, I do like that move. So, I put Robertson up there. I'm just so impressed with Markstrom, man. I just feel like, I think for me, he's he's biggest winner because he just looks so unflappable back there, and he's really answered Ottinger's two great games with two of his own because you know rewatching. Uh, the first part of game four, I thought he was really, really good. And who knows what it would be like if Dallas had gotten on the board in game four at home. And we could, that could be a completely different series. And I think it's pretty clear that Suter's the biggest loser. But, you know, I never want to come across like, it's not like I think I can, you know, go out there and do better <laughs> than him. Like, man. you know, I would do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, age is a concern. Um, he's slow. And, um, you know, kind of what we were talking about with the power play, like you need these players to be able to make some moves at the blue line and he can't, he doesn't even try really. And I guess that's, at least he knows his game, but. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Ben and Sagan having to take a backseat. I feel like they've been on the backseat for a while. unfortunately, though. So I, I don't know if putting a guy who's good, was supposed to get Ben and say with them is was supposed to get them going, or if that was just trying to get Robertson going, or maybe a little bit of both. That's all I probably see what it. it was, but yeah. I, I mean, I don't, my... know. I, I don't like the move. I feel like yeah. when when half your half your goals and the majority of your wins are coming from that top line, that's a, that's a tough sell for me to, to break them up. Mm-hmm. It, it makes more sense when you're on the road when they can match you. So we'll we'll see what happens next game yeah. though. 
And oh yeah. Do I want them to go back to being together at home? I personally would prefer that. Yeah. Like, especially, I think that's a really key thing we're discussing here though, right? Is getting last change. Like mm-hmm. I think that the Big flames having last game. change and game five really influence this move. Don't you guys think? Absolutely agree with that. Hey, hockey fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is finally on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, like for me, it's going to be the Dallas Stars, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, honestly, I'll go with uh, my biggest winner being Mangiapane tonight because, uh, He's needed a goal, and he's been stoned multiple times by Otter in the series, and he finally got one that was a, a really big goal that, that turned the tide of the of the game. And my biggest loser for tonight is actually going to be Rick Bonus because they, they they played really well in the first two periods. He made an adjustment. Then uh, Suter, the head coach for the Flames, made an adjustment and flip, basically flipped his two right wingers on the top line. And then there was no answer after that from break bonus. That kind of it, 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 yeah. it, it, they they seemed just to do the same thing, and he he got out coached. And, and I mean that's part of your job is when you're the coach like that, and you see that they make an adjustment and you see that the tide is turning against you, you have to do something. I mean, and with, on that I mean, though, that, go ahead. Then, then you're saying, what are you supposed to do? I mean, it's the Flames. <laughs> Look at all their good players. Who are you supposed to put yeah. against who? I mean, at some point, there's going to be a mismatch. Well, so, I think that's a good I, I, I kind of agree. But yeah, I'm, I'm so dying to hear y'all's perspective on bonus. I feel like, especially as the series winds down here, I'm, I'm really curious about how much yeah. responsibility you feel like he takes for some of this because, you know, at least on right. Star Twitter, which is obviously the vocal minority, like people have been reaming him all year. I mean, they boo him, yeah. they boo him when they announce him at the games. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I hate that. We we it, were it, we were on him a lot before the trade deadline. After that, mm-hmm. we kind of we kind of moved past it into acceptance stage, <laughs> and we're <laughs> we're kind of just thinking, all right, how are we gonna win with this system yeah. then? I mean, um, I, bonus I think, anonymous, no, not alcohol's anonymous, but bonus anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think the new wave of stars players is their way to win is going to be the new wave of the NHL and that's goal scoring and speed. Uh-huh. And I, mm. I don't think bone system is conducive to that. So I think we should get a new goalie, but we, 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 we drilled this into the ground when the stars new were coach. really struggling. Yeah. So new coach, yeah. you said new goalie, Chris. Yeah. I, new coach, not a new yeah. coach. <laughs> I, think, I think we've proven our goalies pretty good. I think, yeah. I think a big part of what's wrong with bonus is that he doesn't really do anything he doesn't do anything wrong but he doesn't seem to do anything right very often and when he does it's like a miracle like (laughs) it shouldn't it shouldn't be surprising when he does something right so i mean does robertson's scoring count as doing something right it counts as a miracle (laughs) that's my miracle i think you have to give him credit though i think you have to give him credit for the for the lineup change yeah, that's what I'm saying though. But like, we shouldn't we shouldn't have to give him credit every time he changes the lineup. At oh, course. right, should just be part of the job. I understand <laughs> yes. what you're saying. Yeah, and then and on that, the flip side of that, of is things... it his fault that we don't get a goal from the fourth from the first line then? Because I mean, you can look at that both ways too. I mean, Pavelski had his chances, but we still didn't find one. We talked about how last game we needed we need goals from the first line to win, since that's what we're kind of built on. So you, you kind of take that both ways too. 
So I don't know, man. I I, I want to hear more of your opinion on this because uh, you know obviously it wasn't around for all those talks, but I mean I I always just go back to like the players are the ones out there playing, like you know that's where if people would assert that like it, it's like he told them to think defensively there no and, and there's a larger conversation there with the system because I'm in agreement that I think that with this new wave of talent that we have, especially once we get these kids from the minors, that there needs to be a systematic change. But, you know, at the end of the day, like this was, this was the team that fell apart there. You know, it's not like he's out there shooting or giving up, you know, goals in their own zone or turnovers and all that. So I don't know. It's a, it's a much larger conversation because I think if you look at the results as a whole, I think like he's, you know, I, I think he's really gotten the most out of his team. Like, I think how the, with how the roster is constru- constructed and how much they're paying certain players, like, I, I just don't know quite what else he could have done differently. Yeah, I just, I just think overall the defensive system is not what would be best for this team. I think it stifled the offensive defensemen that we have, whereas this year they're not. I mean, Mira Hitchin yeah. is not an offensive defenseman this year by the numbers. Klingberg is obviously not. Suter is our best offensive defenseman, which is crazy, and he's not having a great <laughs> offensive year either. So I don't think all three of those guys can just fall off the map in the in the points category, and that's just happenstance and not due to system. I think Sagan and Ben, kind of the same thing. They were kind of on a downward trend, but that's gone. Radulov is gone. Gurionov has great offensive potential. All the tools, he's gone. I mean, that that's why I feel most that it, there's a, there's some blame to be had on the coach because we have players that have history of being good offensive players that with the way that we play now just aren't. I just think there's too much luck there for it to just be every single one of those guys individually just stop producing offensively. And I think there's a common denominator there and the common denominator I'm pointing at is the coach slash the system. Yeah. yeah there's I, a I ton really of credence the... to that. Yeah, I think the system is is the issue. I mean, it really is. Because but the not way... this, game. this game. The stars played this. So we know that the stars are going to play this system throughout the rest of the series, though. So right. the system's not going to change right now. Next year, that's a different conversation. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, game six, we're going to play the same system, and if we play it the same way we played the first two periods this game, we can totally win game six. Who knows? We can go and win game seven. But they they have to lock it down. They have to play perfect. Like that's what they have to do <laughs> against a team this good. When we're a wild card team, you're gonna have to play that defensive style perfect, and we played it perfect for two periods. You gotta do it for 60 minutes, though. Yeah, and and that's been the big frustrating thing for a lot of Stars fans throughout this year is the fact that they they'll look good for a period of time, and then in the third period they'll do some sort of what we've started calling turtling, and. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what what the idea was going into the third. It, it's almost like that idea, Chris, of what Tyler Sagan said is don't allow the goal. Well, it, they, they they grabbed their sticks a little tighter. They freaked out. They panicked, and they didn't play the same way in the third period like they did in the first two periods. Yeah, and with with what Patrick said, like it might not even be a thing that they're saying. Okay, let's play defensively. It's just they're not prepared for what the flames bring back at them, which is much harder than they played in the first two periods. And it's not a coach thing. It's their, the players aren't ready and that's totally has merit too. So sure. We're playing a bone system, but the stars did not play in that system the correct way in the third period. Yeah. And the, the nice thing is, is that this is, it's going to be, it's not over yet. So it, it, it kind of feels like it right now because it was such a big game and we were up two games to one at one point and we thought, hey, we could if we just can get game four, we'll go back home uh, or we have an opportunity to finish it out in game five. And if we lose game five, then we can still finish it out at home. And we just haven't taken advantage of either of those opportunities. And I mean, it hasn't that been the story of the star season? 100 percent. Yeah, they, I think they, that. Yeah. Hundred percent. And one I think of the these things... missed opportunities, those power plays, missed opportunities, all of that. That I mean, yep. that to be up two one in the series, 
I don't know about you guys, but I had a ton of confidence headed into game four. I thought with the way they played and the way Odger's been playing, I thought, I mean, <laughs> their record, their win percentage at home is north of 75%. They're one of the best home teams in the league. So, yeah, I think that there's a whole bunch of nuance and gray area where you have to, you've got to give the Flames some credit. But, I mean, look no further than that power play late in the third, you know. I mean, here's a golden opportunity to get back in the game. And they didn't even sniff an opportunity yeah, no on shots. goal. Zero shots on goal. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, bud. Yeah, so zero shots on goal on that one. And yeah, you're definitely right. The whole season, we lose to the bad teams when we need those wins. And yeah, totally agree with you, Ryan. That's missed opportunities is the key. And then the other thing that keeps sticking in my head is, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, I don't know if you watch the hockey guy, Patrick, on uh, YouTube, but he's one of my go-to guys uh, for everything. And his thing is, the stars never do anything easy. <laughs> they never do anything easy. Never. Maybe yeah. this is it. <laughs> and if y'all want one good stat tonight, <laughs> the Dallas Stars, post-leaving Minnesota, have never lost a playoff series after they've gone on a 2-1 series lead. There's your positive stat of the night. <laughs> so the stats say we're going to turn it around. <laughs> the I always also... thought if Dallas was going to win this series, it was going to be in seven. So, yep, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You guys think I mean, they're out of it? What? I mean, we're all optimistic fans, I think, at our core. So I would tonight, never say that I absolutely it, but... feel like we're out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Ask yeah. me again tomorrow. After, <laughs> after just our game four performance and then playing so good game five in the first two periods, and then it felt like we stepped right back to game four in that third period. Yeah, it mm-hmm. did. Yep. It felt like – and I went to that game four game. It, it looked and felt the exact same way in the third period. So – yeah, it's just kind of like a game. hex comes over the game, and it's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like it's, the stars have lost their brains from their bodies. Like if you guys seen Space yeah. Jam, it's like the mm-hmm. talents get get sucked out of their bodies, and they don't look like the same team. So yeah. I definitely think that system talk we just had is is part of it. But like I said earlier, I just think man, it's one nothing, and and who knows if that was just like um, Sagan's general viewpoint, like hey, we're up yeah. one nothing as long as we don't give up another goal we're good but you know i definitely thought you know the flames aren't going to be shut out you just knew they weren't going to so i knew one goal wasn't going to get it done that's how i felt too and it's it's weird because we're kind of back to this same thing that we had in the bubble playoffs where like we're playing against calgary flames we we have to figure out our scoring which was kind of the thing in the 2020 bubble playoffs we we had to figure out our scoring and it's it's kind of funny that we're sitting here in, it, in the it, exact same spot. And here we are. Our backs are against the wall against Calgary and yeah. in, in round one again. Let's see what Someone happens. needs to post that uh, Paul Rudd meme of hot ones, you know. Who would have thought? Not me. So, well, yeah. I, the, yeah. The, the difference here, though, guys, is that this is a very, very different – Calgary Flames team. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. This is a team with Blake Coleman. I mean, they had Cam Talbot as their starting goaltender, not it's Jacob a very Markstrom. different Dallas Stars team. We didn't have a Rope Hintz or a Jason Robertson. Look what we got now. Or we mm-hmm. didn't have a Rope Hintz. We didn't have a Jason Robertson. Yeah. And guess, and, and guess <laughs> who's not Robert. scoring now? Hey, Sagan he scored. And ben. He's, He's back. And ben. He's back. Yeah. We got this. So, Why do you guys I'm think they're now? Scoring? I've come around. Yeah. Why do you guys <laughs> think they're Robo and uh, and and Hans, because personally, I think that you know they're they're not quite utilizing um, Hans's speed the way they need to. I mean, how many times yeah. have you just seen him? Not that it's like independent contractor, but just see him like waft in and and get a great chance, and then even if he doesn't score, that's creating these these he- hectic moments. And I just feel like we haven't seen that, and I definitely don't pin that on him. I don't pin it on the system. I kind of want to give the Flames some credit for neutralizing yeah. him, and I also think that they're winning the neutral zone. And uh, those passes uh, that are getting to him, he's not catching him in stride. And I think yeah. that's really been like a really small difference yeah. because 
in tonight's game, I definitely saw that they were trying to find him cutting into the zone, but he's not catching the puck cleanly, or maybe he's catching on his backhand or or whatever. Like, I swear he's only had like one or two rushes up the left side this whole series. Yeah, yep, and absolutely. I think a, a big part of that is is that the Flames are they're honestly a really good defensive team too. For how they good their offense is, their defense mm-hmm. is just as good. And with us having one line and they're, they're at home, they get the line change, they're going to shut down that top line. Like, mm-hmm. it's without a doubt, it's going to happen every time. It's the same thing that the, the Stars do when other opponents like the Edmonton Oilers came in in the regular season. We, we yeah. just we put our best defensemen against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and that's the end of the game. I mean, that, that's kind of how it works, it feels like. Yeah, suffocating. Really what I think it is, it, I, I don't even think – a lot of it is the flames because I still think they could score if they wanted to. So what I really, <laughs> what what I really think it is, is, I think it's a mental, I think it's a mental thing. I really do mm. because both of these guys, I mean, like you said, Chris, they're both kind of unproven in the playoffs. And I mean, I mean, Otter has done that. He's proven himself. In the playoffs, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind across the NHL that he is bona fide number one starter in one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. I'll even go that far, to be honest with you. Now, the the thing though is the way that playoff hockey is played; it it just has a different feel. Can't explain it. It just has a different feel because there's that little bit more bit of anxiety because you don't know if the next game is your last game. It may be your last game. And in the regular season, there's always that, okay, that, oh, well, I'll, I'll get it the next game. Well, in a playoff series like that, you don't have that kind of, you know, benefit to think that way. And I, I think with Hintz and Robertson, as good as they are, I, th- I think they're just putting too much pressure on themselves and they're gripping the sticks a, a little bit too tight. And they just need to go out there and play their game. And I, I really think that's what it is. I, I think it's a complete mental thing with both of them because we've barely seen Robo at all. I would hardly call the goal that he made tonight uh, a Robertson goal other than the one that bounced off his hand and, you know, whatever. But because, uh, I mean, he shot it, but it bounced off of like two people before it went into the net. And then, I mean, with hints, I mean, I'll be honest. Have you all really seen a – Huge, enormous difference from uh, Rope Hintz in this series. No, not and really. He, he kind of no, reminds me, like doing to him though. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely part of know. it. But but also, like Hintz has not played good in in the playoffs anyway. I mean, last in in the bubble playoffs, he has twenty five games played, and he only has two goals in those games. He yeah. he, it's definitely something mental with Rope Hintz. I just I just think that Robertson. It's it's his first it's his first playoffs ever. Okay, he, he played in his fifth game and he scored. That's that's not too awful when you're talking about playoffs. We should probably see him a little bit more. Yes, but I mean, it, and you calling it not a Robertson goal, Ryan, almost made me laugh because he went to the front of the net like he does with all his other goals. Like we've seen him dance to the front of the net like that. He got a little lucky, yeah. But like, it wasn't clean, is what he's saying. But yeah, it wasn't clean. But, but it, it, it a lot like of his it, goals aren't clean. It looked like a Jordy Ben goal where it kind of bounces off. No, it wasn't in. a Jordy Ben goal. But, That's too no, far. Especially, that especially this far. year. Especially this year, that looked like a Tyler Sagan goal. <laughs> that there you just, go. That's a little just different. in front of the net and just kind of finds except, his way in somehow. I, I hope he drove it there himself. Like Sagan yeah. wouldn't have done that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, playoffs though, you know. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he even carved out that amount of space, I thought it was really good because, like, if you saw how that that play materialized, like, it's all three of them up on the boards, and they're just like one bad bounce from it being out of the zone and them being outnumbered going the other way, and you know you can't tell because of the the TV angle, but I'm assuming that it was Ben that made that good play along the boards to. Mm-hmm. to spring Robertson down there. So I don't know. I give him credit and, you know, you, you guys, uh, I think the word that's been thrown around a few times now is, is mental. And um, I think that's pretty close to on brand, but I, I would characterize it as confidence because one thing we know about Rope is 
he's a streaky scorer. And when he gets going, man, he really gets going. I mean, there was a stretch, you know, in the middle of the season where he had like 12 goals in 10 games. And so we know it's in him. And I don't think he goes into the game thinking, gee, I don't know if I'm going to score this game. I just think that what what Calgary's done to them, uh, to the whole team, stifling their offense, is getting to him. And then to make another random sports reference, it's like in basketball, if you have a three-point shooter, like this guy's got to get a few shots to get his rhythm. And I just think that he just hasn't had a ton of opportunities. I didn't think he was bad tonight. I thought it was one of his better games of the series. But, mm-hmm. you know, you know how many I, – I don't – have the Stars had a breakaway this series? I don't think so. The Michael Ralph empty netter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a move. It's spectacular, really. Yeah. Actually, I think Raffle did have one other one in the game before or game three. But, I mean, you know, it's not like that's a huge part of Dallas's offense. But the way their system is constructed is to try and force those turnovers in their own zone and then use their, spree- their speed and passing to transition out of it. And they haven't been able to transition. And, and when they do – Calgary's defense is playing up towards most of those plays at the blue line and kind of like those last four minutes that we were talking about that they just couldn't manage anything. I mean, that's something where the gap, you know, their foot should be through the bottom of the car as far mm-hmm. as on the gas pedal, you know, series on the line, line type stuff. And they just couldn't get it going. I just think I wouldn't say overall, this is simplifying it, but I just felt like maybe it's just a bad matchup for Dallas. Yeah, I think Calgary is a bad matchup for anybody. <laughs> yeah, Better matchup in uh, Colorado, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, you can go talk to the National Predators about that and see what they yeah. say. Well, they didn't have a goalie, <laughs> well, so yeah, they didn't. Have, oh, that's I mean, true. That's just frustrating. How how mad would you be if you were a National fan? You guys are just getting drudged through the internet, and like Saros yeah. isn't playing. Like that's not that's yeah, not totally really different what their series. Team is. Saros. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so well, I do feel bad for him, and then uh, there's also part of me that. I don't know if you guys have seen the stats on uh, on first off this series. I think Colorado was close to like breaking a record for goal scored in a series. Uh, and then secondly, Jeez. though, like their, the their possession metrics throughout the season, Colorado's were not as good as I thought for a team that good. So there was part of me that thought that if the Stars played them, that that those styles might clash in a good way. Yeah. Uh, that they might be able to now. The, since the stars have played them, Makar's taken a leap, and um, you know they obviously have goaltending now. So it it wouldn't have gone the stars' way, most likely. But I also think it wouldn't have been a sweep. I think it would probably have been a lot like this series, where I think it's pretty clear Calgary has uh, the better team and better depth, but Dallas has you know the great equalizer. Like I don't know how you guys are feeling, but. As, as tough as this game, you know, was to watch, my optimism for the future of this team is perhaps better than it's been in a long, long time. I mean, with Andre and Goldman, he is just to be able to perform the way he has in these types of environments. And I mean, the guy was pitching a shutout through two periods and, mm-hmm. you know, the guys in front of him let him down a little bit like. Were either of those goals, did you think those were on him? I didn't. Absolutely not. I totally agree with you there. That has 100% been my thought. And with the players that we have in the minors that are tearing it up, yeah, my optimism for next year is through the roof. This is not an end-of-season podcast, but yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's even crazier. Like We forget Otter is only 23. He is the youngest yeah. goaltender yeah. in, the, in these playoffs, and he's playing better than a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> only below Markstrom. I know, dude. Uh, Markstrom's a best finalist. He, he has yeah, a better been be- I think he's been the best goaltender in the playoffs. Yeah, hands down. He's more shots. And you know, Markstrom. going in, yeah, going he has into a the playoffs, percentage. Yeah. yeah, does he? Barely. Yeah, going Four into points. the playoffs, I would have said, you know, Shosturkin is, is the best is going to be the best goalie in the playoffs. Uh-huh. But obviously, that hasn't been the case either. Yeah. But okay, well, it's it's already getting late, guys. So let me ask you this, and this will be our last question, and then we'll wrap it up here. What do the stars need to do in game six to win game six and force a game seven? 
And do we see any lineup changes at all for the Dallas Stars? We, they need to score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hope they don't do lineup changes. Rajlov and Guranov don't deserve to be on the ice. I mean, their game for effort was disgusting, and I don't really want to see them play again. Um, I, I like seeing Studenich. I thought he played hard. Peterson was okay. I mean, it's better than having Guranov not skate as hard as he can. We, we know how fast he can skate. But we, we need to score goals. I think I think we talked about... Uh, Hence has to score. Robo has to score. We're going to need help. Otter has to play great. And that's what it's going to be. We're going to need more than two goals, in my opinion. I think in order to win the game, we're going to need three goals. 100%. At least. So, what do you think, Patrick? What, what do you think the Stars need to do? Lineup to changes, man. I was super glad that they put Peterson in there because he's also one of those guys you have to feel really good about his, his um, future, which... You know, I know they're playing to win now, but man, isn't there a part of you that just wonders, like, are we really playing towards the future uh, if he's not playing the first five games? I mean, Mm -hmm. or first four games? I mean, you know, he hasn't been good defensively uh, this year, Peterson, but it's, you know, not, he's top six, top five on the team in goal scoring. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, I, I know we're wrapping up here, but I think like this is a really key question for you guys is, you know, I always look at hockey as risk versus reward. And, you know, st- the Dallas is a low risk team. They that that almost panned out for them in this game. They didn't take risks. It was really working until it wasn't. And then when they <laughs> needed to take risks, it wasn't there for them. So. I'm with you. Like I would never be, I did have a, a few minutes where I was ripping Suter pretty good. And I really hate those. I get really frustrated with people that it's, you know, we're unfairly ripping on uh, players because they're not a good player or whatever. I think mm-hmm. it's fair to criticize effort. And I think there's also fair to criticize uh, for lack of a better term, IQ. So uh, I think 100% Gurionov did not deserve to play in this game. I was super glad to see that uh, he didn't make this roster uh, because that that shift in the in the second period of Game Four, where they're hemmed in there for four four minutes, and he could have gotten it out multiple times, is pretty inexcusable. So um, I think the real question is just like, okay, so. And I think you guys answered it earlier. Like, are are the stars going to take a defensive mindset into this last game, or are they going to take offensive? Because, you know, if they're going to go risk reward here and they're going to try and need to take some chances, um, I mean, there's a case for. I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's a case to be made for Gurionov coming back in. Um, I'd say for student each. Uh, it's not that he was bad, but um, just not enough and. Not enough potential to score. I can't believe I'm saying that, but, you know, I guess that would be the one change I'm making because of what's the Stars' issues, you know? It's it's yeah. scoring right now. But, you know, if if the coaching staff doesn't have confidence that Gurionov's going to play defense and can make the right plays, then I 100% agree with him not being out. But, unfortunately, the, you know, the biggest – what we're talking about is the big issue overall is how this roster is constructed, you know? They just don't have a ton of pieces, like – Give Jim Nell credit for getting Nemestikov. Like, how how good does that move look for a fourth now uh, third round pick? I believe, um, yeah. Or uh, getting him Something in there. Like so, I don't know um, what they can do. I genuinely would genuinely would play Harley over Suter. They'll never do it. Yeah. But <laughs> I genuinely think they need to try and take some risk here to score these goals. Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, the fact that we've talked about it this long, the fact that I've sorry for such an elongated answer, but the fact that like we've talking this long and we can't, there's not an easy thing to point to shows a, how hard it is to make these decisions and B just the stars roster is just like, not up, not up to par. It's just not where it needs to be that there's no quick fix here. So mm-hmm. I think that they need, I think this was definitely a step in the right direction. Game five compared to game four, they played a lot better defensively. If they can take that same mindset and 
uh, pro- I'd probably reunite the the top line, and hopefully they get can get two or three. And Audrey stands on his head. That's the recipe you have to go with at this yeah. point. What do you guys? And think? You talked about risk reward. I mean, your backs are against the wall. You're supposed to lose the series now. Might as well. I I was honestly going back to Peterson. I was pretty frustrated that Peterson wasn't playing from the get go on the season on this series mm-hmm. too. I mean. And it's and it's not necessarily even that like he hasn't been playing good, very good in in the last like twelve games of the regular season. That's fair. Uh-huh. He he wasn't like playing super bad defensively in my opinion either. I mean, I know plus minus is like an awful stat, but extremes didn't tell you a lot. And he only has a minus one on sixty five regular season games, which like that's not awful for yeah, the stars, the stars had a minus eight that went negative overall. Yeah, <laughs> so. And, and and really, you, you gotta you gotta let him you gotta let him play in this series. He, j- just making the team in the regular season, it felt like he he deserved the spot more than other people going into the series. And then a guy gonna, they traded for twenty games ago or picked up yeah. off waivers. Student yeah, and it's and and really, it's it if if he doesn't get to play in the next game, I'm going to be really upset because that's like a big missed opportunity more more for him than for anyone else like that that essentially wastes a whole playoff season for him yeah fair predictions for game six wait what do you think what do you, yeah, what do you, what do you think, think they'll change oh what i think to, no one's asked me that before no, just kidding. um it's really hard um I guess that's why bonus gets paid the big bucks and we sit here on the, on the internet and talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't change I, win. I wouldn't change anything. I keep the same lineup and this, this sounds absolutely stupid and Chris is going to ream me for it. Put Pavelski on a different line, put the three of them on different lines. It's some. It's not working. It's not working. We're not getting any kind of offense. And splitting them up doesn't allow. Doesn't allow. I know Chris is. I know. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> but we're we're looking at extremes at this point, and yeah. I I don't I don't think that's the right way to do it. But if you're looking for something yeah. to go extreme on, that's what I would do. do okay. What do I think the right thing is to do? Keep it the same. Keep Robo on the second line. I, I actually liked Ruffle on the first line. I thought he had a good game tonight. I thought he had a really good game tonight. I think you're wrong, but I think he played the way he played the other games. But he's playing on the first line that's supposed yeah, to score. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They need him. They need to be to more of a playmaker, not a forechecker. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like Ruffle. I, I really hope they bring him back. He played yeah. great this series. There's one other thing that I thought about that we haven't done in this series. We really we haven't played Calgary style yet. We haven't opened up the da- the game. We haven't gone rush for rush. We haven't done it. It hasn't yeah. happened. There was like one time in the second period in the fourth game that it happened. No one scored yeah. off of it. It was uh-huh. like two minutes long. That was it. James yeah. is flirting with danger here. He's I, just I like, mean, let's go. If, we have if, hit if all these try, we hit, we hit everything else so far. It's like, if you're going to try not? something. Open it up. Yeah, open, open it, up. it up. Sure. Hire Lady Ruff as a consultant. There you yeah, go. Right. <laughs> game contract. Exactly. I'm sure he'd be happy to get out of New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. No joke. Um. Okay. Yeah. There's something to that. Like them getting open. I mean, I'm with you. I definitely thought of that second period there. Like, it's unfortunate that that has to be their best way. But I mean, I said I said that down the stretch of the third period. Like Dallas has to start taking some chances. They've got to let Miro go coast to coast. They've got to let Klingberg try and you know go coast to coast. Like they're gonna have turnovers. They're gonna give up grade A chances. But if they can't score with the system they're rolling out, then they have to try something because it's do or die. And I think trying to play that defensive game while it worked for two periods, I just in this series, I just don't see them shutting down the flames again. Yeah. And I mean, like just just turn it into a goalie duel. If we can truly turn it into a goalie duel, we have a. I feel like we have a very good chance in that. Honestly, yep. Jedi last versus sport. the Sith. Last non-hockey sports reference is a Hail Mary. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. 
But you know what? On the flip side, I'll go for it. Sorry, sorry. Predictions for game six. Wait, what? What's the final score? I'm in a poor state of mind. I think we lose. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the score is. Um, I think this team has too much potential to to lose this game. I think we all know how good our our top line is. I think we all know who how good Andre is. I I really don't see them losing two out of the three at home, just from a statistical point of view. So I think the win, I bet it'll be I bet it'll be somewhere in the neighborhood of four two or four three, just because I think that they're gonna have to open things up. James? Man, I just don't know. I felt more unconfident in this game than I have in any of the other games during this season series. And I don't know. I, I just don't know that they can they can figure out how to stop the flames from deciding that their that their desperation mode is like crazy. Sorry, that wasn't clear. What I mean is I, I the Flames have played a very good desperate hockey style when they get there. When they get there, they are always shooting. They're always getting the puck. They're pressuring you hard. We haven't been it. We didn't figure that out in game four. We didn't figure that out in the third period of game five. I, I just don't know if we can figure that out. I don't think we win. It's are they desperate totally... in game six, though? We're the ones who should be desperate. Absolutely. Yes, I think... 100%. Because, yeah. it, all right, to touch on that, though, like we're up 2-1. It, the Flames were the desperate team here. Mm-hmm. The pressure's on them to tie it, right? And mm-hmm. then they go to game five, and while it seems like it's equal, it's the Flames at home. I, I genuinely yep. felt like – and they're they the top pressure. seed. They have yep. more pressure. So, yeah, yes. like this is Dallas's chance to respond. This is like Mavs' sense. Like yep. Mavs going back to, to game six, like yeah. the pressure's on them. But I expect them to rise to the occasion. So I'll bring some and, hope in here. The Stars have yeah. not played super desperate hockey yet, honestly. No, I they mean, need to, for sure. We steal a game at home. This would this would be our first look at desperate Stars playoff hockey for this team. And we all what know what think, can happen Ryan? in a game seven, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you better have it in game seven. Well, I think it's going to be a blowout. Stars are going to blow them out. I think the Stars are going <laughs> to yeah. No, I, I'm serious. I, I, I don't I, – I, I have no logic, and I have no stats to back it up. <laughs> You've got heart. It, it, I, 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 think, I think it's going to explode. And I, I think if Garyanov gets back in, he will score. Hintz was, is, will score. Klingberg will score. Miro Haskinen will score. And Pavelski will add the empty netter. That is so the I think exact it's be... Stars playoff. That is the Stars style, right? Score a bunch of goals. You got it, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. I, I don't. I don't know what's making me say this, but they're due I, for a breakout game offensively. I am hot take five nothing. Yeah. Five, five nothing. Hot take. That is five definitely a one in the pass. morning take for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I, th- I think we've kind of hammered it to death, you guys. Anything else we need to mention before we uh, close it out here for tonight? I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity for coming on here. Um, yeah. You know, I don't get to talk to a, a ton of people that know what they're talking about. And you guys are all very competent and smart guys. And I sure hope you hear that, doing... Chris. <laughs> he called oh. us smart. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about all of us being smart, not just yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, Aren't you guys all from the same lineage? Uh, something <laughs> like that. Yep. <laughs> something like that. So, yeah. No, I have a ton of respect for what you guys do. So, hope Thank to you. do another one with you guys soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sure. yeah, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, oh. for those of you that, uh, if you want to follow Patrick, he's on Twitter at, at Patrick Hayslip. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, and you can go and uh, follow him there. And he's got more logical takes than I do in my 5 nothing blowout lead that I think the Stars are going to have on game six. But um go and follow him there and also all of his articles on blackout dallas as well he does a really good job with those so uh thanks patrick for joining us uh tonight and yes patrick is cool as james brings up the uh the comment from ardell there ardell thanks for all the comments man by the way We've is been... that ardell from the post game show yes yeah. it is that is ardell oh, from man. The let me tell show. you we listen to ardell every game going home oh yeah and oh yeah we do awesome. yeah uh, I don't know if you guys heard the last one, but uh, 
that dude calls in and says, um, you know, why does Jamie Ben have the C? I thought Ardell was about to blow a gasket because I know yeah. he loves Jamie Ben. <laughs> and so, you know, I just think that, you know, there's a ton of nuance to approaching the game of hockey. It's such a unique game. It's never black or white. Um, I love it. So I appreciate that he has a, a, a really leveled part of it. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all fans, like even um, all the media members, like no one wants to, I know from experience, no one wants to cover a losing team. We all want them to do well. So um, mm -hmm. I think that they, it's important, especially being a Stars fan, to have a certain amount of optimism and a certain amount of realism. But I think once you get into that like pessimism side of it, you know, I just feel like it's kind of borderline unhealthy. So I'm always going to be that way. Um, and I, I appreciate Ardell specifically because I see a, a lot of myself in him. He's always calling in with some positive stuff. So, <laughs> Well, all right. I guess I got to do my shameless plug and uh, get us out of here, guys. Good um, time. Yep. Please go and check out StarCastStickerMarkShop.com. That's the best way that you can support our podcast. Uh, we have all of our Phase 1 merch up there. There's a couple stickers, too. And uh, we'd really appreciate it if you guys would do that and uh, get yourself a Starcastic Remarks shirt. And then, uh, as always, if you're listening to this and you've heard anything that you've liked, please consider liking, subscribing, commenting, uh, leaving a review, whether that's here on YouTube or, you know, on Twitch or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. We've seen a really large uptick in our uh downloads especially this past week with the playoffs starting so we really appreciate you guys listening in but along with chris and james and patrick my name is ryan and we will catch you guys on the flip side hopefully we'll get a gg boys from chris game six on friday y'all have a good evening